The 2024 offensive tackle class may be one of the best we've seen in about a decade. And the Senior Bowl has a lot of them coming to Mobile. We're going to tell you about Tyler Guyton, Kingsley Sewell-Matia, and Javon Foster coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find the follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, you already know, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. We love and appreciate y'all. But you know, I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, on the other side to this dynamic duo that we call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football, and like we like to say, man, it all starts with the NFL Draft with DP. Listen, man, we are two... We, we're, we're two young men, right? Our young, we contextualize that word, right? But we appreciate yeah. the trenches. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate the trenches. And what we want to do is, man, get into this offensive tackle conversation. Like you said at the top of the show, right? We could potentially have a record-breaking number of tackles drafted in the, the first 40 picks, man. It's such a heavily um, offensive tackle class. And what we're going to do, we're going to tell you about these offensive tackles that are beat at the senior bowl. We will be on the ground. We'll be able to watch these guys up close and personal. But what we want to do is give you a preview first but dp before we get into the preview of the offensive tackles man why don't you hit them with our title sponsor this episode is brought to you by prize picks they are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 keith this offensive tackle class and like i said there's a lot of guys there that we've that we've skied over this past month and a guy from oklahoma Tyler Guyton listed at six foot seven, 327 pounds. I believe he committed to TCU initially as a tight end. And you see that with his movement skills. This is a big dude and a big dude that can move. I'm talking about fluid movement laterally, getting deep into like a vertical set, being able to kind of quick set and jump set defenders. He's got good arm length. But I also like the fact that Keith, I don't think he's maxed out his frame. Right. So I don't think he's maxed out in terms of adding muscle and strength to his frame, but he is already strong. Right. So some of the things that I just kind of really noticed about it when I was watching the tape on the guy, I was like, man, like the explosiveness out of the snap, uh, you know, out of his out of his stance at the snap is impressive. You know, especially in the run game. So I'm like getting vertical at the snap of the ball. He times it well. He gets out, gets up and picks off linebackers. He can wash guys down the line of scrimmage. And again, in the past game, I feel like he's got good, strong hands to where when he does make contact, you the defenders feel his presence. It feels his hands when they latch. And I think for him, you know, this is a guy I think one-on-ones is going to be big. Because first off, Keith, when you think about like last year with like Dewan Jones, Dewan Jones, what was the first thing it was like before we talked anything about his game, it was his frame. It was like, man, 6'8", 360, right, long arms. I remember walking down. To the to the uh walk around the back end of the end zone, 
And he walked past me to go into the one-on-ones. And I was like, yo, I'm five, five, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like <laughs> I would love to run behind a big boy like that if I was playing running back. You're not gonna see me until I'm past the line of scrimmage. You hear me? But just watching him, I think that's gonna be somewhat similar of the effect for Tyler Guyton when you are legit six, 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 seven, three thirty. He's a tall long arm, big guy. And I think people are going to be enamored with his frame. And like I said, I don't think he's done adding strength to it. I want to see him kind of what he can do at the senior bowl for me. I just want to see him improve with some things. He's got a little bit of a tendency to stop his feet during some blocking exchanges where it's like, all right, you guys just play into the whistle, right? The whole time. Don't allow your feet to stop because, you know, those really active and reactive rushers will just kind of keep gearing up to throw everything at you, right? Um, he could be a little bit like a little too much of, of, of being in a hurry in the run game as like a puller to where he's like not uh, properly targeting the defenders. Right. You're talking about tackle, you know, you know, GT counters and ta- tackle counters where he's a lead blocker pulling from backside to front to play side. And then he's not hitting the outside guy. He's trying to drive up. It's just just simple things like that. But he's also still kind of raw and young at the position. So this is an impressive guy, spatially aware, reactive athlete. He recovers well. He brings some physicality to the game. I really like what I see from him. I think the the, the senior bowl is going to allow him to really open people's eyes and say, listen, this may be one of the most athletic guys. No, this is one of the most athletic guys at the tackle position in this class. Yeah, and I think it's rare to talk about that from a right tackle, right? When you're talking about traditional, right? Your left tackle is usually more athletic. But the thing I like about him, DP, in the run game, he's he's so athletic. He's not a mover, right? Like, I I don't think he's a guy that's going to move people and he's going to be the road grader, right? Like your traditional right tackle thought process. But to me, he's so athletic. You're talking about climbing to the second level. He, He climbs. And he's attached, right? Like he, he's one of those annoying offensive linemen because he has the athletic ability to where he climbs to you quickly and he's just attached and he's always in a, a almost in a good position. Um, even when he makes it to the second level to, to be attached and to stay attached. So I, I think about these zone offense teams, right? The the run of outside zone, inside zone, whenever you need your offensive tackles to climb to the second level. I think he'll show well in those type of situations. And you talked about something else with him as a puller it looks to be effortlessly for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like such a good athlete that is so many times, especially, and, and those of you who have watched Oklahoma offense, even since the Lincoln Raleigh days, right? How they, they pull that backside guard and tackle, right? To show some type of, uh, you know, motion or anything type of, you know, type of run play or stuff like that, potential counters, all type of stuff that they do. Um, He does that effortlessly, man. He, he can be a, a lead blocker from the tackle position, of the right tackle position for a play that's going on the left side, right? And he's so he's so athletic. So that's that was the part that I appreciated about him. And I was trying to find guys that kind of comp to him, right? But it, it, it's kind of difficult, man. And, and I agree with you. And you put the picture up there, right? That he still has room for growth as far as his upper body strength, right? The lowers look pretty good, but the upper body strength, you think he can get even stronger. So when you talk about that punch timing and being able to punch stalemate defenders, stalemate edge rushers, right? He, I think he can get even better at it. So I think there's a lot there to be had with Tyler Guyton. No, 100%. And when you talked about the pulling, Keith, I say I was, I will give, I'm going to give credit to his coaches as well because we've seen, especially in the Big 12, like, 
coaches coaching that's that's kind of skip pull where you're like delaying the whole process and as a former mm-hmm. running back i absolutely despise that skip pull because if you're not in front of me now i gotta slow down to let you get in front of me to try and lead and you're not charging at momentum no he just literally l step and he's down the line of scrimmage straight down the line of scrimmage behind his fellow blockers and he's going to go and climb up and you know that and i i love like you said he's so attached two guys once he gets up to that second level because there's plays man where i don't remember if it's oklahoma state where they, they ran gt counter and he's kind of that second puller and then the running backs lead behind them and you talk about getting up to that linebacker getting hands on and just washing him out of the play just turning up torquing him and now all you see on the camera is, is his back and you see the running back just cutting right off of that and it's and he does a good job cutting off backside pursuit as well and when he plays like Stretch plays going the opposite direction, right? He's on the backside, does a good job flipping his hips, turning and squaring up that 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 backside defensive end, <clears throat> things like that. Um, I, I think he's just a he's a intriguing, just su- such an athletic guy. And like I said, his frame is good, but it could be even better. I think this is a guy that where we see talking about filling out and being more dense and and, and more cut and, and stronger. There's so much more room for him to grow physically to where it's like it's actually kind of scary. So we saw Anton Harrison, Oklahoma. Uh, I think he was the right tackle last year. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the back end of the first. Uh, Juan Morris was like a third, fourth round pick who was, I think, their left tackle last year. That's why he didn't play as much. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this young man has a strong chance, Keith, uh, of kind of working himself into that, that first round mix. He's the senior bowl is going to be big for him, especially with all these other guys there. He's going to have the opportunity to say, no, forget them. You should draft me when you need a right tackle or a yeah, left no, tackle. I, I think he's able to one. <laughs> I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep going, man. We got a, we have another intriguing name, and I would say probably profiles as an opposite, right, as far as what, what, the, what he provides. And so I'm really excited to get into this conversation, man. And the conversation we're about to get into is BYU's offensive tackle, Kingsley Suomati. I know some of y'all are listening. You've seen this guy, second round, first round, first round, second round. So we're talking about a high-profile player, man, a guy that can potentially leave and his stock can elevate from the senior bowl. And we've seen this with, with a, a Darnell right last year right came out of nowhere and went in the top 10 so man you definitely want to stay tuned for this conversation so coming up next man we're talking about offensive tackle from byu kingsley suma matia passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
we've wrapped up Christmas. We've wrapped up the NFL regular season, and now it's time for the playoffs. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Let me repeat that, guys. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose okay so you can't you you're going to win regardless all right the app is super easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab okay uh make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and so much more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel is the official partner of the nfl BYU offensive tackle. He plays left tackle. Kingsley Sewell Matia. Listen at six, six foot six, 315 pounds. This is a guy that's versatile, guys. Like he's played in, in 2023, he played strictly left tackle. In 2022, he played the whole season at right tackle. So you yep. talk about getting the best of both worlds. Kingsley Sewell Matia is going to bring that. And when I watched the tape on him, man, just my initial thoughts from him, I said, listen. This is a guy that's strong. He's got a dense NFL-ready uh, frame and build, powerful grip and hand strength. You talk about stopping momentum and, and, and getting once he gets his hands latched. When he he's a he's I wouldn't call him a, a just a heavyweight knockout puncher, but he is a guy that when his punches land, like you can see how how quickly it jolts the defender. And when his hands latch, how quickly he stops any forward momentum that they bring. I think he's a decent athlete, shows the footwork, uh, enough footwork to be able to mirror guys as well. He's very patient in his pass sets, uh, and he shows some recoverability as well. I think where I want to see him just kind of improve, uh, you know, I think the lateral quickness when they extend him, you know, I was watching the tape on it when they kind of, similar to a quarterback with the blitz, you heat him up. I think when you heat up Kingsley, I saw some issues with him being able to quickly redirect when you have a, a, a wide angle rusher and now you've got a fire zone blitz or a cross dog blitz or even a, 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 a you know a wide angle rusher with a tackle, a, a TT stunt where you got a looper. Now he's got two threats to focus on. And if he overcommits to one side, it's hard to get back to the other. So I think at the senior bowl, Keith and guys, I think that the senior bowl one-on-ones are going to be really big for him because when you do see some of the, the late two law twos, right? When you do see some of these wide angle sets, these wide nine sets, how do you protect both inside and outside rush arc in one-on-ones? It's so crazy, Keith, because when we talk about one-on-ones, it's usually, man, receivers, DBs, and it you always favors receivers, right? The offense, but mm-hmm. the the old the, the tackles, the trenches, the tackles and edge and interior D line and, and D tackles, those one-on-ones are so even because it's like anyone could lose at any moment, right? It's not just geared to, to being favored to one side. So I think Kingsley, he's gonna have to show just kind of the, the, the true foot quickness because some teams, I know that I think they talked about him possibly sliding that guard and taking some reps at guard at the senior bowl, which I mean I wouldn't be against because he is a really good run blocker. But I, I'm listen, him, Troy Fautenu, Talese Fuaga, leave him at tackle, man. Like, you know what I mean? Don't just try to throw him in because they're really good run blockers. I'm like, man, 
They're, they're much better at guard. Like, no, I think all these guys can play tackle. For Kingsley, it's going to be the athletic profile that I want to see in person to say, okay, are you truly a left tackle or do we need to flip, flip you back to the right? Yeah, no, I, I like Kingsley a lot, DP, and I liked him previous to this watch. And after mm -hmm. the watch, I think I, I, I like him even more, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm and I'm bullish, right? We talk about stock up, stock down. This is a, a stock up for stock up player for me, right? Before we even reach the senior bowl. And it is the, the positional versatility, right? I think he's gonna have um good stock with teams in the sense of the fact of he has high level reps at right tackle, high level reps at left tackle. When, what I do like about him, I think he's more of a knee bender than a waist bender, which is a great thing. Um, because there were certain reps, DP, where I seen him, you know, he 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 really sits down, right? Sits down in his set, um, plays with a good base, and he's strong. He's strong, DP. Like if he get them hands on you, and we consistently talk about hand placement, right, with these guys. I thought he was more consistent with the inside chest plate hand placement, right? I, I thought he was more consistent in that, and I just love his approach. You're talking about a nasty run defender, right? This is a guy, and, and listen, if you're on the other team, you hate it, right? But if he's on your team, you love it. Love he's it. a guy that he toes the line with the whistle, right? He toes the line. If he can just get an extra little jab in on a linebacker or a defensive back, he's going to do it. And it's like, you know what? I want that in my team, right? You talk about, you know, we just, we just got finished with the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, right? You need some mean streak in you, right, at the offensive line. What, what separates, you know, you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, the San Francisco 49ers offensive line, the Baltimore Ravens offensive line, right? Offensive lines that get after you and they're, they're tone setters. And I think Kingsley, DP, has every opportunity to be a leader of a locker room, right, playing with that type of temperament, obviously leading the offensive line position and then being a high-level player. No, 100%, Keith. I think – like you said, I, I I love the physicality, the aggressiveness that he has. Like I said, it's not Trevor Penning where you're going to be starting fights left and right no, in the senior bowl. Yeah, it's controlled. It's because very controlled. The thing with Trevor was, DP, was that this was the part that worried you, right? That if you kind of like pulled him back some, you were probably taken away from some of his identity right? Mm -hmm. And it's because he didn't know how to toe that line. I think Kingsley knows how to toe the line. You don't have to worry about pulling him back some. He he knows exactly where the line is and he just does it a little bit, right? He just going to yeah. get after it just a little bit, but it's not going to be something that ends up hurting your team time and time again. No, 100%. Now, I just think that, like I said, and I, I think I, I want to ask you, like when you watch him, especially because, you know, like you said, I mean, we both like him and you sound like you really, you really, really like him. He said he's a stock up guy for you. Like when you watch him, do you feel like from what you've seen, he's you good to have keep him at left tackle? Do you think he would have to flip over in the NFL to play more right? I don't mm -hmm. want him. I don't want him at guard at all. Like I think physically yeah, no, he can uh, play tackle. I don't want to hear that. You know, from somebody. I think he's probably traditionally, especially the, the the mentality and the temperament. He's probably traditionally more of a right tackle, mm -hmm. but. I do like the fact that he can play left, right? And yeah. you're talking about just early on in the career. You know, he's just one of those teams. I mean, he's one of those players that you look at him and you say, hey, okay, I have X amount of needs on the offensive line, right? And and you can kind of build your offensive line based off of him. Like, hey, if I go get a left tackle in free agency, cool, I still could put him at right tackle. If I go get a right tackle in free agency, you know what? I could throw Kingsley at left. So he, I, I like that portion of it, DP, to where – he he plays both. So, like I said, I think he's probably more of a right tackle, but I think he can play left tackle too. Like, I would take him – like, I would probably have a first-round grade on him overall. I would probably take him, you know, like the highest ceiling, okay, 
this is a you know pro bowl level right tackle and then you know left tackle you know winning starter right like i think he still can give you high level reps no i, I like that i like that context keith because at the end of the day it, it's such a like you know how we talked about ceiling we you know guys we're gonna get into more of these just draft you know just theory discussions but that's one of the biggest discussions about the offensive line where you know you prop up a guy who plays like predominantly right tackle and people are like, yeah, I wouldn't draft him first round. He's a right tackle. You know, you got like, no, you need two good tackles in the NFL, guys. Like, I don't know where this misnomer came from. Like, we're back in the early 2000s. Like, yeah, no, there's two edge rushers on most teams. All right. If you're playing the, the Niners, you got Chase Young and Nick Bosa. They flip sides. When you're playing the, 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 the Chargers, you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. They flip sides. Like, you need to have legitimate guys. And on both, you need legitimate tackles at both sides. You need good tackles, man. I'm telling you now. So I just get that out. Let's get that out the way as we enter the draft season. No more, you know, knocking down the, the right tackles. Right? You need those guys. Right? You need those guys because it's just too many, too many talented addresses in the NFL. And guys like Kingsley who could play both sides, that value is so pivotal to a team where if you're the Miami Dolphins, you know what I mean? And you yep. say, listen, Teron Armstead might be retiring. He said he's got to think about some things in this offseason. You can get Kingsley in the back of the first round with your first round pick. I think he could be there for you. But if you wanted to flip him to the right side, even though you sign Austin Jackson, you feel Austin Jackson play left, you can do that as well. He will give you that flexibility and that versatility. The Pittsburgh Steelers, same thing. There's just a lot of lot of value with Kingsley, and I really love yes. that. Yeah, and real quick, just even the, the Tampa Bay Bucks situation with Tristan Wirfs, right? Came into the league playing right tackle. They had a needed left tackle, kicked him over to left tackle. He played pretty well, pretty good football, right? And, and it just allows you some versatility with your offensive line and your approach to rebuilding your offensive line. But, DP, let's keep going, man. We left BYU, man. We're going up north, right, kind of in the Midwest area to Missouri, man. We're going to Missouri offensive tackle, Jav- Javon Foster, DP, a guy that looks like he has great wingspan, good movement skills. Um, and, and his name is kind of buzzing, exact, especially in the draft community, as far as one of those tackle prospects that no one's really talking about too much, but he's starting to pick up steam, right? And he can pick up a lot of steam at the scene. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about Missouri offensive tackle Javon Foster. Please, I'm so locked on NFL Draftsman brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view some entries from some of the biggest names in the prospects community each and every week. Prospects even offers a reboot policy to let your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Guys, right this weekend on Prospects and talking about the NFL playoffs, I am taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans, for over 51 and a half receiving yards. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Missouri left tackle, primarily left tackle. Javon Foster, listed at 6'5", 320 pounds. This is a well-experienced guy, right? But, you know, he started back in 2021 for Missouri, 930 snaps at at, at left tackle. 2022, 881 snaps at left tackle. And then in 2023, 
898 snaps at left tackle. And in his career, he's only allowed eight total sacks and six QB hits. Man, this is a guy, like, like you said, Keith, movement skills, arm length. I think he has an NFL-ready frame. He's strong. He, 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 he wants to move guys in the run game. Let me tell you, watching him against Ohio State, I was impressed. I was impressed against JT Tuomaloao because JT is such a power rusher that he wants to get his hands inside the chest plate and just walk you back, man. He wants to walk you back right into your quarterback and just overpower guys, right? We've seen him catch guys off guard. I watched him catch Joe Alt off guard, you know, and, and with his power, that speed to power conversion. We, I think you, we both watched him against Olu, and he did the same thing. But Javon understood, like, I think his, like, just kind of watching the tape on him, right, and understanding what kind of guy you're dealing with. He kind of short set him. He quick set him. He got out there and cut off that ramp, that runway. He didn't allow allow him to gear up to be able to get those that speed to power conversion going against him, Keith. And, and I, like I said, this is a big dude who I think his stock is very well on the chance of rising. And I think the one on ones would be big for him, uh, being able to just kind of showcase his athleticism, showcase that quick that 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 quick footed. This out of the state, out of his stance at the snap. Can you vertical set uh, and consistently, right, and still protect the inside arc and for inside counters? What you know, just I think in his hands again, it's just the way all these guys are coached. You know, the opposite of Kings, I think his hands are a little too wide. Kingsley's hands are almost perfect for me, but I watched Javon. I'm like, all right, just some things you got to coach up with him. And I want, I want to be right there front and center and see how he deals with these different style rushers at the Senior Bowl. And when he does lose a rep, when you get to see that guy again, how do you bounce back from it? You know, are you that kind of quick processor uh, at the position? I can't wait to see this this young man in person. Yeah, DP, I would say this of the three guys, I, I think he has some of, you know, better plays and then some plays where you're like, ah, what's going on, right? And, yeah. and so when we talk about the senior bowl and what we're looking for, because obviously senior bowl scouting, right, is, is the consistency and the reps but also the coachability because the physical tools are there, right? You're talking about the athleticism, the wingspan, the height, the weight, right? Like you talked, you know, you talked about some of the stuff he did against JT Tumalu, but it's just the consistency part, right? Because I watched the Tennessee game, DP, and there's no reason why Tennessee edge rushers should give you a problem at times, right? And then you play really well against Ohio State. So for me, what's going to be so important at the Senior Bowl is the coachability. And I, I, I love that part, especially – because and that's why the senior bowl is probably my favorite football event right especially draft process because it kind of puts me back you know into practice mode right and in how practice was ran and you see the different things you're able to pull different details from the players right i i even think about last year uh talking about offensive lineman john michael schmitz right one reason i became really sold on him was just by the, the middle of the third day right the middle of the third practice he was the leader he was the one breaking down the plays right and i'm like that's exactly what you want from mm -hmm. your interior from your center right from a signal caller from a guy that's supposed to be a leader of the offensive line so looking at javon foster i want to see what type of personality is he right like is he a mild-mannered young man is he still hungry to continue to, to develop and to learn right it, like how does the how does like i said how does he take coaching is it losing a rep and then coming back and being able to you know fix it right and then maybe the next day right coming back and then playing better so i, I kind of want to see if his play level dp is going to crescendo 
throughout the senior bowl week, yeah. right? I, I understand you missing a couple reps day one, right? But then day two, a little bit better. And then day three, a little bit better than that. And then that's kind of going to allow me to peg as far as, you know, with a draft draft grade, right? Where exactly do I want to put them? Because you see the high level reps, right? But yeah. for the high level rep, you know, that there may be one rep to where it's like, I don't know what that is, right? Like, well, what, what are we doing right here? So that, that's that's what I'm excited to see with Javon Foster. No, I agree, Keaton. I think that Tennessee game, like you said, there was some high moments, and there was some moments where it's just like, this shouldn't happen. You're too strong. This shouldn't mm-hmm. happen to you. And it's, it's a lot of it. It's technical, right? You know what yeah, I mean? No, Trying and, to read block your hands out here, chest yeah, is exposed. It's, it's one of those things, right, when, when you're, you know, I'll talk about my scouting process. So when I'm scouting, obviously – I take notes, right? And I, I usually take notes, see a play. I'll write something down, right? And then next play, write something down. And then with Javon, you'll find yourself scratching stuff out, rewriting it again, scratching. And, and, and it's because, you know, you'd be like, okay, man, you know, lack strength to anchor, right? And then you see that one play where he gets bull rush right back into the quarterback. And then the very next play, he anchors on the guy. So you're like, okay, I got to scratch that out, right? It, it's just certain things to where you, 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 you're just trying to figure it out. And it all the snap consistency. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's definitely consistency with Javon Foster, man. It just I'm, I'm excited to watch and see what he do at the senior bowl. But DP, talking about consistency, man. We are consistent over here at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. So consistent, man. We are your go-to source for everything NFL Draft 24-7, 365. And that's why I want to say, man, shout out to my everydayers. Thank you for being consistent, man, and tapping in with us each and every single day, man. We've been seeing the comments below. We've been seeing the likes. We've been seeing the subscriber channel, the, the YouTube channel, I'm sorry, grow because of you guys subscribing to the youtube channel i want to say this man this is the best source for everything nfl draft content man listen i am keith sanchez you can find me on x at the talent code man that is my codes right there damian parson man you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl and like we always like to say man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back especially with this draft conversation Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Man, listen, it is Friday. You guys have a great and happy Friday. Be safe. Watch as much football as possible. NFL playoffs. We'll be back with some more Senior Bowl scouting, talking about different prospects, and, of course, maybe a little bit more Mock Draft Monday for this upcoming Monday. So we're getting ready for the Senior Bowl, guys. You should, too. So stay tapped in with your boys, your favorite dynamic duo, and come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.